What's good, everybody? We have brought the show on the road this week. I could not be more excited. Welcome into our MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. And this week, the biggest UFC card of the year. That's right. It's Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor 3, the trilogy. And we gave you a great preview last week. And hopefully, you got some of those plays in as the numbers are changing. We've got a full show of picks. So let's bring in the hottest MMA handicapper in the world today. And that's not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. This man, Ian Parker, is dissecting and busting books everywhere. Ian, how are you, sir? I'm great. This is going to be a killer weekend of fights. Uh, the card is excellent from top to bottom. And with the main event being the trilogy, I, I couldn't be happier with this card. And the UFC has made it back to the T-Bumble Arena in Las Vegas. It is sold out. It's a huge number. The crowd is going to be red hot. Uh, and they have – it's hard to make fights like this very often with two big stars, but we have it this week. And both fighters look healthy. They look in shape. So let's get into it and start right now. Now, the early prelims start at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Then you got the prelims, and then the pay-per-view starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN pay-per-view. All right, first – Fight that you like. Brad Tavares taking on Amari Akhmadov, middleweights, early prelims. Uh, Tavares is a minus 165 favorite. What do you like in this fight? I'm going to go with the Hawaiian Brad Tavares here. I like the camp he comes with with his coach, Eric Nissick. In his last fight against Shoeface, we saw a different Brad Tavares. We saw the takedown defense against one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world. We saw his stand-up come together and his cardio, his output. It was the best we ever seen. On the opposite side with Amari, we haven't seen that. We've seen him slow down. We've seen his predictable takedowns and his punches are very slow. Give me Brad Tavares. All right, let's go to welterweights now. Also on the prelim card now, Michael Pereira, a minus 160 favorite over Nico Price coming back at plus 135. What do you like in this one? This has potential to be fight of the night because you have a guy in Nico Price who just loves to brawl. He loves to fight, but he doesn't win. The only time he really gets wins is when he gets these freak knockouts off his back, an up kick, a hammer fist from the bottom. Against Pajeda, you have a guy here that if he doesn't do his circus flips and if he takes this seriously, we saw in his last fight against Chaos Williams, we mm -hmm. saw the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. We saw his judo. We saw his wrestling, but his Striking is so precise and he's so powerful and his cardio, he didn't waste any energy on breakdancing flips and look what he did. He won by decision against a prospect in chaos. I just think that Pereira is a future top five guy. As long as he takes it seriously, he talked about his training. I love Pereira in this spot. Yeah, you really hope that people got in his head and said, you can be a superstar, but you got to take it seriously. Now, there are a couple of ways for those of you who are new to MMA betting they can bring a big number down, either by prop in a specific way the fight is going to end or by putting uh, guys and girls in a parlay. So we love parlays. We love the Parker's parlay. So <laughs> give me your Parker's parlay this week, and I believe it's three names. Am I wrong? As usual, Coach, you are not. We're going to start off with Jennifer Maya against Jessica I. I love Jennifer Maya in this spot. First off, Jessica I, seasoned veteran, striker, very low output. You know, it's it's very difficult to cap against her sometimes because when she doesn't make weight, she does well. She's going to make weight here. But Maya is a bull. Her strike has gotten better. She's an ace on the ground. And she went the distance with Valentina Shevchenko. Anyone who could go the distance with the champion – 
My money's on them. I think she's just better everywhere over Jessica I. Her pressure's going to be too much. Moving on to the second leg. This is going to be the most unique fight of the evening because Ilya Taporia was probably the best prospect in the division, black belt in jiu-jitsu, physical specimen, excellent striker, is fighting the wizard in Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall looks like a guy who should work for Best Buy, but he comes out and he breaks your ankles in five <laughs> seconds. You can't solve that puzzle. And his striking is getting better. I just think Taporia, with his jiu-jitsu skills, will know how to defend against it. I just think his striking is going to be too good. And there's a reason why, at this point in his career, he's the favorite against someone in Hall who's undefeated in the UFC. Last but not least, Max Payne Griffin going against the veteran Carlos Condit. This is Griffin's fight to lose. He, If he blows this, he should not be in the UFC anymore. And that's not a knock on Carlos Condit. Condit's been around forever, lost three in a row. But then he beat Court McGee. Okay, beats Matt Brown. He's beating vets that are on the way out. He's not beating young top guys. Griffin's the better wrestler, should be the better striker. As long as he doesn't get sloppy, Griffin should win, and that will lock up our parlay. All right, that three-way parlay. I love that Parker's parlay. Now, if you would have told me three years ago that Greg Hardy would be on a card with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, I would have told you you were crazy. But you got to give the man credit. But now he's stepping up big time in competition. Heavyweights, Tui Vasa, a minus-130 favorite over Greg Hardy. What do you like? So Hardy has fought some pretty good competition. And when he gets there, he, he loses. You know, what we know about Hardy is a powerful athlete. He doesn't throw a lot of output. You know, he is, listen, he's training at the right place. He takes it seriously. But now I hear him talking about boxing. And he literally said, I want to box. If I can't get taken down, you think you could beat me? Well, he's got a guy in Tai Tui Vasa who is a very talented heavyweight, which just like Pajara, his only issue was too much of a jokester. He cared too much of doing those beer shoeys after a win as opposed to really fine-tuning his skills. He's training at American Kickboxing Academy with guys like Daniel Cormier, with Khabib Nurmagomedov, which means he's wrestling. He's getting better. He does take it seriously. I am going to fade Greg Hardy here. I like Tai Tui Vasa. I think he is better everywhere. He'll have the better cardio as long as he just does not go rock'em, sock'em robots and he fights a nice high-level IQ fight, which he can do. Tuivasa gets the win. By the way, I saw a video the other day of Khabib running uh, his camp. He's a hardcore coach now. He does not mess around, Khabib. Does so, not mess around. He takes yeah. it extremely seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah, so anybody that's working with him, as you just said, uh, is going to take it seriously also. Uh, all right, let's go to our co-main event of the evening. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, maybe the most unique hard fighter to figure out in the entire UFC. He's a minus-135 favorite over Gilbert Burns, who has already had a shot at the title and failed miserably. So how do you see this one working out? I think this is a bad matchup for Gilbert Burns. You know, this is someone in Steven Thompson who is easily the best striker the UFC's ever had in this division, his karate style, but he's adapted to MMA so well. You go back and look at his fights against Tyron Woodley, a guy that at, when Woodley was dominant using his wrestling, he had trouble taking Wonder Boy down. Thompson knows how to train. He stays in shape year round. He doesn't really get injured. And it's and he's only been finished once, <coughs> excuse me, in his entire career from that Superman punch against Anthony Pettis when he was dominating, right? Here's the thing with Steven Thompson. He knows how to keep the distance. He doesn't force knockouts. It comes within the flow of his striking combinations, his cardio, his output. Gilbert Burns is a bull. He rushes forward. If he doesn't get the knockout, he gets picked apart. If Burns is not put Steven Thompson on his back, this is going to be a very long three rounds for Gilbert Burns. Uh, Wonder Boy is not known for finishing people. Can he? Mm -hmm. Sure. Will he? 
Probably not. So I'm going to go with Wonder Boy here. I think he wins. Uh, do I think he gets a title shot next? No, they're going to give it to Colby Covington, but Wonder Boy is on a very short list. Let him fight Leon Edwards and then get a title shot after if he wins. Uh, don't you like a prop in this one too, maybe? Love the prop. So based on what we discussed, I know you mentioned this last week as well. So I'm going to give you credit on your research. Also, Wonder Boy, both guys, you know, I just don't see either one finishing the other. I like Wonder Boy by decision at plus 160. Another way, as I said earlier, that you can bring the number down and get it to something that's a plus number, which is something that we always love. I think that's the biggest knock on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And part of the reason he hasn't got bigger opportunities is he's not that exciting. He picks guys apart. He's a very strategic fighter. Uh, and that doesn't always sell tickets, although we do love watching him fight. <laughs> All right. We're now set for the biggest main event of the entire year. One of the biggest main events the UFC has ever had. Uh, it's 1-1. One, one. Uh, we talked about it extensively in our preview that is still in your feed that we did last week. The numbers have changed. Kind of revisit and tell me quickly before we get your pick on what this means for both guys if they win. For both guys, if they win, number one, Dustin chose the payday for Conor McGregor instead of a title shot. Uh, he believes that the fight's going to go the same way. And why wouldn't he, if that's the case, get the biggest payday of your career with fans back in the building, get your pay-per-view points and then go get the title right after for Connor. This is a legacy. This is all about trying to get back and avenge a loss that he believes should be an easy win, which I don't know why he believes that, but good for him for having that mindset for Connor at this point in his career, even with the win, I don't think he goes and fights for the belt against Charles Oliveira. I don't think Oliveira has that marketability yet to sell a fight. So I think win or lose, you see Connor pick a fight like a Tony Ferguson or the Epic trilogy with Nate Diaz. But, for, know, you, but for Dustin, it's a title ahead. shot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because even though uh, overtly, Conor McGregor is never going to show us that he's nervous or he believes that his career could be near an end if he has another violent knockout. But let's be honest, if he doesn't win here, he's lost several times in the last few years, and people eventually get to a point where they say, you know what, I'm not paying 69 bucks to watch that dude just run his mouth and then get knocked out. This is a very important fight for Conor McGregor, but also for Dustin Poirier. And even Dana White, Ian, Dana White said Dustin did the right thing. He took the money, and he's going to be in line for a title shot. But who's going to get that title shot? Who wins this trilogy fight? For me, there's really no reason to believe that this fight goes any differently outside of the timing and when it ends uh, with the winner being Dustin Poirier. Uh, you know, for me, what have I seen out of Connor on social media, which is what we see, riding a bicycle, flexing, it's the same stuff he posts all the time. You know, I love Conor McGregor, what he's done for the sport. Second and none brought eyes to this sport, and he's done it in a great way. But at some point, you if you don't grow with the game, you get left in the past. You know, his skills have not evolved. They've not improved. You can't tell me his fight against Cowboy Cerrone showed me that his wrestling's any better, that the way he his cardio hasn't gotten better. Dustin Poirier has to avoid that left hand early in the first round. If Conor can't put him away in the first two minutes, and this goes into – Three minutes into the second round, it's all mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier from there. We saw in the fight with Dan Hooker, Poirier sometimes starts off slow, but we know he can go five rounds. He can take punishment, and he's already taken Connor's best shots. I don't think Connor has even seen everything Dustin can do. Dustin did have him on the ground, didn't even really try for submissions. It was more of like, hey, I could take you down, so now you have to worry about this. The calf kicks are still going to be there. I don't know if anyone has been brought in with Connor to train for a guy like Dustin. He doesn't have those people in his camp. I love Dustin Poirier in this fight. Again, between now and then, what has changed? In my opinion, nothing. No reason to believe it goes any different. 
Dustin Poirier gets the win. I am so tired of the narrative from people who cover the sport that say Connor only loves two things. And even Dana White said this. He loves money and he loves to fight. Well, if he really loved to fight, then he'd work on the gas tank. He wouldn't get gassed out in the third round. He would fix that. But we've seen a lot of fights now that with Nate Diaz, with all these guys that he goes into the later rounds, Khabib even, he doesn't have anything left in the tank. I haven't seen any videos to yeah. show me that he is out there putting in the work. I love your pick. We're up and against it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, coach, there's an old saying, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? In this situation, you have Dustin Poirier at American Top Team. They have some of the best in the world that are coming in and they're challenging him. And he's he may not be the best guy in the gym every single day. I feel like Connor is where in that situation. And in that case, how do you get better? How do you improve? It's really hard to say. Can Connor go in there and knock Dustin out? He has the left hand to do it, right? Dustin has the coaching and Mike Brown. They have the strategy. They have the blueprint. And Dustin said, I'm not going to box you. I'm not going to strike with you if I don't have to. This is MMA. I'm going to do what I need to do to get the win because that's all that matters in this sport. I believe in Dustin. I believe in his mindset. He's not the same immature fighter he was when he fought at 145 and wanted to knock out Connor. He doesn't have to. He just has to win. Well, we saw it in Rocky that when you're <laughs> working in a gritty, grungy, and you're hungry, or when you start to make all those millions of dollars and you're working in a really nice place. And that's where Connor has been for several <laughs> years now. All right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap, courtesy of Ian Parker. All right, we're going to go Tavares minus 165, Pereira minus 160. Then Parker's parlay all over the early prelims and the prelim card. Maya, Tapuria, and Griffin plus 241 is going to give you a return. Then let's go to Ivasa. Heavyweights love the number at minus 130 over Greg Hardy. Then Steven Wonderboy Thompson, minus 135. Also a little prop by decision at plus 160. And then in the main event, we're going to go Dustin Poirier, the diamond, minus 125. And I would encourage you to get it in right now as the number is just going to go away from us. It's certainly not coming back. All right? Boy, I am pumped for Saturday night, and I hope you are too. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these UFC tickets straight to the pay window. For Ian Parker and his entire Duck Army, for the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand, I am the coach. Remember, it doesn't matter if it's golf. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, baseball, or MMA. We've always got your early edge. Good luck. Good luck.